Diet hacks. Oh, I hate. I understand that that's like totally like clickbaiting, but I hate that. Things that make your diet easier. <clears throat> Stop trying to hack things. What's your favorite like, life hack? You just go bleed with us. You know what I mean? Diets. <laughs> How people are like, life hack. Let's uh, starve. Um, <laughs> life hack. Cut your apple instead of eating it whole. You get more out of it. I want to throw a javelin at somebody when they say life or like, hack. Life hack. Turn your phone's brightness down to save more battery. Well, duh, it does it by itself now. No, I don't like when it does that. Oh, I all the way down. I can't blind. You know, I got some blue light glasses I have for at night. Too. Yeah. Yeah. My, I my... actually care about my sleep hygiene. <laughs> I do, too. I just can't sleep. Have you popped a couple melatonin? Uh, no, I have like a one of the calm from Revive that's helped. I at least like when I lay down, I'm like out. But then I'm up in the middle of the night and I'm like, can't. What are you so stressed about? You just eat a lavender tree that my mom gave me? (laughs) (laughs) No. She did not give me a lavender tree. She did give me some stuff. A little bit of a little spray or whatever. For the masks. Absolutely. Calming mask spray. Kendall got some of that and then she was like, what happens if you... It, you get so calm, and then it's on your face, and, and then you just like oh, it's that's like it. ether. Yeah. <laughs> People wonder why you're like passed out in the middle of the grocery store. He's just super relaxed. He's calm. What are we talking about today? Are we on? We is this whole thing been on? All right. Seriously, you've recorded all of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's not okay. It's why? Fine. Why? Yeah, it's fine. You want you want your mother to listen to this? She doesn't listen. She doesn't she... know what we're doing. And she thinks it was funny. I think we'll see. We're gonna find out if she does listen. We didn't say anything like if I get a text on like Wednesday, then we'll know she listens. Like, oh, that's great. Mm, Boy, okay. Do you want me to pull the move like real professional podcast us where I'm like, yeah, don't worry, I'll just cut that part out. We'll edit that out. Yeah, I'll just cut that out. So it's like, but it's real obvious that we did because we're just ta- start talking about one thing and then we're, like, and then we're talking about something else. Because <laughs> you've developed Tourette's? I don't understand. <laughs> you ever heard when something's like obviously edited? Yeah, but it's not like they blur the voice. It's like cut, start again. Sometimes. Then that's horrible editing skills. And I tell you, try again. (laughs) Try again, Ty. Try again. Oh boy. So we still haven't talked and said what you're, what we're talking about. Yeah, we well we did diet hacks. Oh, I don't. Not getting absolutely annihilated when you're on a diet, a fat loss diet. Muscle gain diets, relatively easy. Sort of. Yeah, it's not. It's really not that hard. Well, but there's a balance, right? Like you don't want to get fat. Like that's true. <laughs> it has to be controlled, but it's right. not. I mean, I think it depends on like your physical size. Obviously, if you're big enough, then it, it can be like a real struggle to get in enough food. But for most people, it's not not particularly difficult for right. most of the time. Yeah. So obviously, like this is just kind of a continuation of our conversation from last week. So if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, pause. Go listen to last week and then resume this one. Um, But so obviously last week we talked about 
uh, the different phases. We talked about cutting, massing, maintenance, um, and in having conversations with our clients uh, or just people in general um, who body recomposition is their overarching goal, um, but then struggle with the nutrition side of things. Um, we just thought it would be a good idea to kind of expand on that topic and talk about different things that we do um, to kind of help the cutting phase along. Yeah, make it less difficult. Yes. So this is something we get asked a lot. Um, so we thought it would make sense to make a podcast about it and then we could refer people to it. Uh, so what is the number one thing that people have trouble with in your experience when they are on fat loss diets or and or what do in you ex- general? Yeah, what do you experience as a difficult element of being on a fat loss diet? Uh, being hungry? Right. <laughs> That was not where I thought you were going with the question or what question I thought you were going to ask. But yes, being hungry, obviously, because your intake is less. Yeah, you're purposely, on a low controlled level, starving yourself a little bit so that you lose body fat. That's the idea of a fat loss diet is you take in fewer calories than you're expending. So in a controlled way, you're starving a little bit. Yes. Which obviously causes your body to have certain kind of reactions, hunger being one, cravings being another. Yes. So uh, the natural sort of ant, you know issue with that, and this is why people tend to fail at diets or oftentimes not fail in the diet itself, but have a real hard time not gaining all the weight back. There's like abysmal statistics about regaining weight. Um, but a lot of times it's because hunger is obviously one of the most powerful human sensations. It's a survival instinct. Um, and it can be really, really, really intense in the midst of and coming out of a fat loss phase, particularly if it's not handled, if it's too aggressive or runs too long. So we'll talk a little bit about those things. But the big element here is how do we mitigate hunger, basically. So... Since we're talking about hacks, we're just I think we're just going to go through <laughs> and talk about what each of us do when we're in a fat loss phase in terms of uh, making it as less as not awful as possible, basically. So what do you do? Go ahead. We're going to let you lead it off. You're the queen, the queen of the fat loss, queen of, of body composition prep. You have all the tricks. All the tricks. So give us a couple of your favorites. You can't give them all because you'll steal ours, but just... Because there's only like three. Yeah, there's like there's, there's five. But so give just a couple of your favorites. Um, obviously, volume, right? Like That is the name of the game when you are trying to lose some fat. Um, in that you want to eat as much as you can, but with foods that are not as uh, calorically dense, right? So fruits, veggies are a big go-to, specific ones, obviously, um, that you can eat a lot of, and they are actually not a lot of carbs. Um, So when you're limiting your carb intake, um, berries are a great option in terms of they are low in carbs, and you can get a lot of them. What about blueberries, though? Blueberries. Not as many. Not as good. 
Not as good in, in the ranking of the berries. They're it's excellent, a, but you just don't get as many. Correct. What's at the top in terms of bang for your buck on a fat loss phase? Uh, in, berry, like, in the in the berry land. Raspberries, blackberries, strawberries, blueberries would be kind of the oh, ranking just, of those. Oh, okay. I believe that's... I'd yeah, say strawberries right. are at the top, maybe. Maybe. No, you get more blackberries for sure. Blackberries are probably the winner in terms of sheer volume. You can wreck like four of those much. packs. Yeah. Legitimately, it, for like 10 grams of carbs, you get like, I don't know, 538, I think, grams of blackberries. Well, we just, I, I don't like blackberries, so that's why they're at the bottom of my personal <laughs> They're at the bottom of your personal That's why. <laughs> why you asked. Um, so in terms of berries or fruits that are good for you to eat um, on a fat loss, that would be it. Uh, and then if we go the veggie route, um, cucumbers are great. Obviously, they're made almost completely of water. Um, so volume-wise, you get a lot in terms of carbs. Uh, same thing with celery, cauliflower, broccoli, green beans, green beans. kale. Oh yeah, then if you go if you go leafy greens, you're, you're just taking a bath. <laughs> you could just eat a truckload of kale. Yeah. So many, so many. Um, so volume, volume is the name of the game there. So if your carbs are super low for a fat loss diet, um, that that's that's the name of the game. You can eat a ton of that stuff and keep your carbs super low, and then you're going to be able to stay full. So I'd say I agree with that. But maybe we'll caveat or put a disclaimer that someone may listen to this and take like, oh, fruit and vegetable, I'm good to go, and then get pineapple or something like that that's very kind of the opposite. You don't, it's pretty dense in terms of carbs. Correct. And is not great because you're going to get like two cubes yeah. for 10 grams of carbs. Or grapes. 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 A tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Apples to an extent. Bananas. Oh, yeah. Bananas, so like, you're, you're, like, you're, you're, you're like, out. This is awesome. I can eat 14 bananas. That's not, not, that's it's, not, that's true. not the case. You can. You just won't lose anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'll stay exactly the same and make it worse. Yeah. So I think it's important to preface that. Uh, mine would probably be cauliflower rice is like my hack in terms of normal rice. Or brown rice maybe to an extent because you get a little bit more and it's a little slower digesting. So you feel full for longer. Um, and then also carb balanced tortillas. So that's something that you introduced me to. Um, and they don't really taste any different. Like no. at this point, like I'd probably be like, oh yeah, let's still take a carb balanced one over a normal one. Um, for sure. And there's, there's also generic brands. So like Giant Eagle has one that's like carb conscious. And then Aldi has one that's whatever. Yeah. Carb, carb master. For, yeah, carbs for whatever. <laughs> carb killer. Um, so those are great because you get literally a fraction of the amount of carbohydrates, and they have a decent amount of fiber in them as well. So it's another one that'll keep you full for a pretty long time, um, and you can fill that with obviously protein or maybe some salsa or whatever, and come out on the other end in a pretty good spot have you taken tortillas right so like whatever you can get two for like five carbs have you 
taken like a pizza cutter, sliced them up into like chips and baked them and no. tried that? No, I don't. If you you need a little crunch in the, your life. The, you're the, so far down. The line. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say here. Yeah. I don't like. I'm not that far. Like the tortilla is about as far as I need to go in terms of that. You're so much farther than me. I don't. I don't even consider. Yeah. The uh, the ultimate queen of the, of the, of surviving fat loss diets. Yes. I'd say my other big one is at night so like my last meal um like greek yogurt and strawberries and cinnamon so that's kind of like tricks you into thinking it's kind of like a treat with the cinnamon and the strawberries but you come out on the other side with effectively zero carbs and you get some casein from the greek yogurt um for overnight so that's a fun little benefit I'd say even for mine when I was able to, that was that was the go-to. Is because the Greek yogurt wasn't enough protein for my late night meal. So then you put the casein powder into the yogurt. Then it really was a dessert just before bed. It's great. Boom. Boom. So I'm gonna start at a more like basic level. If you're hungry on a fat loss diet. You need to make sure that you're hitting your all all of your macronutrients in terms of what you're supposed to hit. So if you're hungry, but you're like, yeah, but I'm like just a little low on my protein. I'm a little low on my fat. Well, yeah, of course you're hungry. You're not eating what you're supposed to be eating. Also, we can't be low on protein in a fat loss diet because you are putting yourself, especially if your resistance training is like spotty. Um, you obviously can help yourself if it's consistent, a little more if it's consistent, but you're putting yourself at huge risk of losing muscle mass. And even if it's not your goal necessarily to have like a quote unquote muscular appearance, you're not going to look good, period. If you lose a ton of muscle, you're just going to look sort of like skinny fat. And most people don't want that look. That's not the look that they envision when they're thinking of themselves sort of like post, post fat loss diet. So that's the first thing is make sure you're hitting all your numbers first and pick up the low hanging, the lowest hanging fruit first. Um, you already touched on low density carbohydrates. Just a little back of the napkin math for everybody to think about. <laughs> uh, if you have, say, 30 grams of carbohydrate that you could consume at a given meal, okay, you could either have 105 grams of cooked white rice or you could have 815 grams of cooked broccoli. Now, here's the caveat. You should probably not, almost certainly not, eat. try to eat 815 grams of cooked broccoli because you will have, if you can even eat it, uh, you're going to have like significant GI distress. That's literally like a pound and a half of broccoli. It's more, more broccoli than maybe you could imagine. And it's going to make your stomach feel potentially rugged for a little while you're gonna have gas in the loading <laughs> so are we suggesting you should do that no but we're trying to illustrate the point of like one you know white rice goes through you pretty quickly it's very easily digestible it's really good in like the peri workout space right because it's so easy to digest it's not good when your food is limited because you don't get very much and you digest it really quickly and it's going to leave you feeling super hungry not that long after Broccoli is the opposite. You can eat a lot of it. It has a ton of fiber, which is obviously what causes that gas. Um, 
But that's what we want to think about. Things that are relatively slower digesting that you can eat a lot of. The other element is we want to err on the side of vegetables, particularly green leafy vegetables and colorful vegetables, because we want to get micronutrients. Um, if you're going to take a multivitamin each day, being a, a fat loss phase would be the, a really good time to do that because you're obviously eating a little bit less and on a long enough timeline could be at, you know, at a little bit of risk for being under on some of your micronutrients. But if we're eating a lot of vegetables and we're only eating a lot of fruit, uh, we're probably in a better spot with regard to that. And then the last one, because you guys have covered like the food substitution hacks, you stole all of mine. Oh, I could go yeah, I know, on. I know we're just and we're on we're at the tip on. of the iceberg. <laughs> well, I'll turn it back over to you, and you can give people more because I'm sure they'll like to hear it. But the kind of a larger scope, kind of bird's eye, thousand foot view thing is to you can move your food around a little bit now you really can't move protein around or shouldn't that should be evenly spaced throughout the day so this should not be a situation where it's like yeah I eat like one meal a day and it's like you can do that you're just going to probably lose some muscle uh you know knock yourself out we want to have if we're going to eat four meals a day or five meals a day we want to have your protein spaced evenly between all of those however you can move around fat and carbohydrate so if in the morning you're on a fat loss diet and in the morning you're just not that hungry, have a casein protein shake and that's it. Especially if you don't have an appetite, you actively don't want to eat. We're not saying don't eat anything. That's not good. But just have something that you can sort of easily have that doesn't make you feel like you have an upset stomach or you're forcing yourself to eat. This is also a good option if you tend to work out early in the morning where eating before that isn't a super viable option and move that food that you're not having in the morning to, to a part of the day when you're hungry. So if you tend to be not hungry in the morning, but you tend to be really hungry in the evening, we'll move some of that fat and some of those carbohydrates to the evening so that you don't feel so hungry. Uh, particularly, this is important with fat because it's so satiating. It makes food taste better but it also tends to keep you fuller for longer. So, you know, experiment with that, especially if you're using like something like MyFitnessPal or something like that, or you have some good fluency with the RP Diet app, you can do this too if you kind of know what you're doing. Um, but don't be afraid to, to shift that stuff around a little bit. Yeah, and in terms of staying satiated, if you do find yourself like being super hungry, like I would say like starting the day with fat and ending the day with fat is is really good if you if you are not getting a substantial amount of it right so if we think about being in a caloric deficit for fat loss right like fat is the most caloric dense macronutrient um and so if you're limiting limiting your fat take it first thing in the morning so that you can stay satiated longer throughout the day and then again in the evening or in that meal just before bed so you're not like waking up in the middle of the night like just absolutely hungry yeah there's there's nothing sustainable about that it's not good for your health and it's really not good for your diet adherence if we look at all this stuff is about helping you build better adherence and generate less diet fatigue. So you're like less likely to quit on the diet and less likely to have a weight rebound afterwards when you're sitting in a period of maintenance. All this is meant to make that better, 
basically. The caveat is, you know, some people want to like supercharge their diet and take out fat entirely because it does get cut down. It should probably be somewhere between 0.3 and 0.4 grams per pound of body weight. Uh, during a fat loss phase, you cannot cut it or should not cut it below 0.3. You need fat in your diet to maintain like normal hormonal function. So Especially it's not... for our females. Yeah. But for gents too, uh, you know, your, your testosterone will fall like an anvil if, you're, if your fat gets too low. So we need to make sure that we're not trying to hack that part of the process. There's certain elements that aren't hackable. Right. Um, another good way to just kind of feel full longer is water right making sure that you are drinking water um obviously it's good to just stay hydrated throughout the day um but i find if i keep water with me and i drink water throughout the day i'm able to kind of stave off uh feeling hungry at different points uh, sugar-free gum is another great option in terms of like if you are one of those people that are like I'm just sitting at a desk all day and that makes me like hungry because I'm bored out of my mind uh, sometimes just like that chewing motion helps to kind of make you satiated um, but don't get like the fat kid bubble gum like be smart about it you want to have fresh breath too also you know what else you can have uh, kind of worked. Oh, no, you already worked. opened it. It sort of worked because you can have some Diet Fago oh, Red oh, Pop, boy. which is what I'm having right now. Or Diet Pop, like Diet yeah, whatever. Yeah, Diet Soda. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Diet. Uh, they didn't have Sprite Zero at Kroger today. I was going to boil I mean, some that's rude. You can't stop with that. I just recycled that. If you wondered what that sound was, it was me recycling the bottle because I care about the earth. <laughs> Excellent move on a fat loss diet is Diet Soda. Uh, I am about to enter the depths of a mini cut, which is like basically an short, relatively extreme fat loss diet. Uh, so I stocked up today on Diet Red Pop because it has a nice taste and I like to drink it. And it makes me feel better when I'm dieting. Sure. <laughs> just, just, just drink water. It's fine. You what can you also mind? have sparkling water or sparkling ice. All of those get the same idea accomplished I, I think that's the thing is like for me sometimes i get tired of the taste of plain water and so there are so many good calorie free water flavoring things out there if you're a little low on your water consumption anyway um, and you know you're sort of like chronically under there use that stuff use things to make sure again that you're helping your adherence uh, there's nothing wrong with those things you know, sometimes people have concerns about aspartame and stuff like that. They've done a zillion studies on it. You have to drink something like 60 cans of Diet Coke every day for a long period of time to be like close to the maximum of aspartame. Like It's perfectly fine. So we have to make sure that we're not getting caught up in uh, accidentally making it harder than it needs to be. And so if it helps your adherence... To blow up a little bit of red pop or whatever, whatever, or Sprite Zero, knock yourself out. Yeah. And I think that, you know, obviously we've talked about um, fiber and having like dige digestive issues. It's something to pay attention to, especially um, in a fat loss phase, um, because you want to still be able to obviously like enjoy eating, 
but you don't want to force yourself to like eat foods that you know like your stomach's going to be beyond upset afterwards. So just pay attention as you go through that process <clears throat> and you know, you think, "Oh, broccoli is a great idea and broccoli doesn't agree with you, then go to cauliflower." Like it, there's nothing wrong with swapping out something. Um Again, just the name of the game is going to be volume and making yourself feel full for longer. What's your favorite thing to have? Uh, broccoli would fall into this. We were talking about another one before. Favorite thing to have that you can eat a lot of when you're on a fat loss phase, but it might like rumble rumble your tummy a little bit. Oh, cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> not Also not great when we're finally entering somewhat of like summer here in Ohio. Uh, I didn't even, the thought of hot, like, I, cabbage. I haven't well. even put a shirt on today. <laughs> I don't even have one on right now. I bought a head of cabbage. We're going to have it this week. It's going to be tremendous. And then it's probably going to be too hot to have it after that. After that, yeah. After that, we'll shut, <clears throat> shut cabbage down. Perfect for the wintertime, though. You're on a wintertime fat loss phase. A little bit of cabbage. That's Absolutely. Bas- that's basically all you and I run at this point. Just the big mass right through the summer. <laughs> <laughs> test, yeah, I don't, I don't test understand. All, test everyone's patience a little bit with us at the pool. Do you think it... So let me ask you this question. Uh, do, are there times of the year you feel like it's easier to be on a fat loss phase? Because I think there are specific seasons where it actually is a little bit easier. This could be sort of like a hack of when to time this stuff. Um, potentially. I think it's also person-dependent. Um, like I find for me during the summertime, it's actually harder for me to eat because it's hot and then I don't really want like hot food. Um, so being in a very extreme, uh, fat loss phase over winter was rough. (laughs) Was rough. Probably not the greatest time to be doing that. Um, because you don't get kind of some of those comfort foods like you can't have like chili because you just don't have the carbs or the fat for that um so yeah so i definitely think that there are times that depending on kind of your go-to foods can definitely play into when is a good time to gain mass or cut i would (laughs) absolutely go ahead sorry well i was gonna say that Kind of a more... So I'd almost take the opposite of you. Well, no, maybe not. But I was going to say, like, the... For me, and I was kind of forced into it because of just when my meat fell. But, like, from, like, after the holidays, essentially. Mm -hmm. So, like, after the new year. Like, the first couple months of the year. Because, like, all of the holiday stuff is over and you're kind of done with cookies. You know what I mean? I mean... No one's done with cookies, Ever. but like, you're, like, you're like, all right, that's enough. Yeah. Uh, and like as much of it, I, I don't care about New Year's resolutions at all. But like, if you're that type of person, that's maybe a good time to start. But that's kind of a phase where everyone's like done with holiday parties and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And there's a stretch of time before like Easter, which is, I guess, really the next time that people are getting wild. Um, yeah, so I think that that worked well for me, but maybe that doesn't follow for everyone. Yeah, I, I just in thinking about this, cause I'm sure there's people like, oh yeah, so then I'll just like mass over the holidays and then like cut right after it's like, okay, the goal is not to like 
be fat or get fat over the course of the holidays because you can and it's winter time and you think you can just eat whatever you want. That's <laughs> not not what we're saying. We're just saying that it's probably more realistic not to try and be in a huge caloric deficit over the holidays if you're trying to spend time with family and that sort of thing and make it purposely harder on yourself to obtain your goals during that time. Um but yeah, I think in terms of if you're being thoughtful about your progress and building muscle and losing fat, um, it is not the smartest idea to try and do a crazy cut over the course of the holidays. No, it's and it is nice. It's conducive to be on a mask because you could have, again, and we'll probably do a podcast about this, that masking isn't just a free-for-all of going to Chick-fil-A and doing whatever you want, that it's actually very controlled and you eat the same food. You just eat a little more of things like rice um, relative to you know berries and stuff like that. But you have room when you're massing for cheat meals, basically, which sort of are termed cheat meals, where you can sort of go off plan and eat a little bit more, and it's okay because it sort of fits into what you're doing. Uh, whereas if you're on a fat loss diet, you can't cheat at all. Like, there is no cheating um, if you want to be maximally successful. So that's really tough on the holidays because it's like there's a lot of not only family gathering, but to a certain extent, social pressure around eating. Um, that can be really hard to withstand, especially if not everyone in your family or in your circle is is super on board with what you're doing or understands it or some combination of both. I agree with both of you that um, post-holiday is a decent time to cut. It's tough because it's winter time. But the willpower there can tend to be high. I think it's also pretty easy to cut uh, during the summer because you're it's hotter. You tend to eat less just evolutionarily. Um, and then you're going to the pool potentially and places like that. Like you're wearing less clothing. So the, the implicit motivators that go along with losing fat are pretty high. Conversely, and obviously Ryan and I have experienced this, when you're trying to put on muscle mass by any means necessary, sometimes that means you have to mass over the summer, which is a little tough because <clears throat> you don't want to because you don't want to eat as much when it's hot. That can be uncomfortable. And then also you're still doing stuff like going to the pool and you're not you're not you're not necessarily rocking your best physique. You're not ready for the stage. I haven't even told my girlfriend that I'm going to mass over the summer because she was so put off from last time. So I'm not even going to tell her that I'm doing it oh until boy. she's like, what? What is happening What's wrong right with now? you? You look horrible. What are you doing? Yeah. Oh, I have boy. another hack that I thought of. Smash, hack. smash us with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the same as the other ones, but like you can... <laughs> Uh, they're all a variant of the same thing. It's the same thing, but let me you can, tell you again. You can vary your protein sources, too. So there are some where, that are a little bit more voluminous For sure. than others. So, like, shrimp, maybe. And maybe that's just a mind game, too, because they're, like, small. You can like, eat you're, more you're, shrimps. Yeah, you can, like, get a bunch of them. Uh, or, like, pork, you can generally get a little bit more than, like, chicken. Uh, and it's not, like... You get like twice the amount. It's like twenty grams. You get ten grams. But more. <laughs> it's, 10 exciting, grams it's exciting. It's exciting in the in the moment. So there's and that and then that keeps it interesting too. Instead of like you're eating five meals of chicken breast and you're like, all right, let's. 
Yeah. Let's go. I was going to say, and I, I know that uh, another thing is, is actually like cutting up your foods into like smaller bites, right? So if you are going to have an apple like post-workout because you get a little bit more carbs then, if you actually cut it up into small pieces as opposed to like taking giant bites out of the apple, you're chewing longer. Um, and so then it just gives you kind of that sensation of like, oh, I just ate like a huge meal. And in reality, you really didn't. Um, but I know that that was something that was big for me uh, when trying to feel full longer is just like cutting cutting my protein into small pieces or shredding the chicken um cutting up my vegetables cutting up my fruit into small pieces uh so it was like i was eating longer quote unquote um but then eating less food uh eating speed is a big one Uh, that's that gets hard (laughs) so when you're really hungry again evolutionarily you can have a tendency to eat fast. Yes. This can also happen when you're eating by yourself. You find that you're eating fast. Um, so a big thing, both in terms of maximizing your digestion, which obviously starts, that process starts in your mouth, is to chew your food. And so it can sound extreme, but try to chew each bite like 30 or 40 times. And so this really aids digestion, especially if you find that you get indigestion. You have gas and bloating and things like that. This can really help um because your stomach has to do less because you're doing a little bit more um but also there are some response things that happen in terms of your brain and your stomach when you're eating for an extended period that help you start to feel satiated whereas if you sort of um engulf your food if you gobble your food uh you can though it doesn't give those responses time to occur so I would think about that. Again, that goes back into the volume thing. I agree absolutely you should be varying you should be varying all of your food. So at the extreme end, if we have the same stuff every day for a long time, you can develop aversions to those things. So we don't recommend that you have the exact same thing every day within reason. Obviously, routines do help, but you need to vary your your stuff every once in a while if you're prone to doing that. I thought I've had something else, but I can't remember. I think that's it. Chew your food. Don't eat it super fast. Try to eat with other people because that slows you down too. And you don't want to look like an animal, right? Like sometimes just eating with another person, you don't want to. You don't want to be shoveling your food in because obviously then you're you're disgusting other people. So that can be just helpful, helpful to slow you down a little bit. Or not. Or, <laughs> or not. You've been there. Been there a few times. <laughs> There's a couple times when you're coming off fat loss phase where you just smoked us with oh. eating stuff. And even we're going to try to eat faster. So, oh, that's what I was going to say. So when you're massing, uh, aside from giving yourself like indigestion or choking or be, just being gross, like just being like, like shoveling food in your mouth, which most people see as gross. Um, or not great manners, um, you actually sometimes can benefit from eating faster. Because, again, it you uh, use the same mechanism, but you attack it in the opposite way. So if you have a lot of food to eat, and it's getting to be a point where you're having a hard time eating your food, eating things that digest super quickly um, and that are require less chewing, and eating them faster actually works. So the classic example would be 
on a fat loss diet, you would have steak because you have to choose steak. On a muscle gain diet, you would have like ground meat because you don't, if you think about it, have to chew it as much. You can just eat it faster and easier. Um, so it's a vo- that it's a volume game the other way. Yeah. Or even like white flaky fish. Right. Stuff like yeah. that that you don't, it's, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think another thing that we've found, and obviously we've focused, focused uh, fat loss on nutrition and some different uh, hacks in terms of that. Um, but Is another it your new favorite I, word? I, I do not like that word. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. Yeah, life hacks with Coach Denko. Oh, with Mandy boy. Danks. Mm, I hate you even more now. Um, <laughs> but in a fat loss phase, um, at your activity level, right? So after you eat, uh, going on like a 10-minute walk afterwards will help with digestion. Um, and again, kind of get you a little bit more activity in, uh, especially if you are like me and you work at a desk all day, um, it that will help you as well. And also gives you kind of like time and space away of like just sitting and thinking about eating. It also helps to regulate your insulin. So they've found, uh, I haven't read the study, so don't quote me on it. I might butcher it. But I think uh, they have found that going for a 10-minute walk after eating is as or more effective than like something like metformin uh, in terms of regulating your blood sugar. So it's a situation where it's like, it, it's really, really easy. We have our, I have the 10-minute walk route. It's easy. I don't even have to time it anymore because I know exactly when to turn around. Literally, five minutes out, five minutes back, listen to music, listen to podcast, talk to somebody you like, um, and it's really easy. And it also tends to equate for me to be about a thousand steps. So if we're measuring total daily activity as part of a fat loss phase and we're trying to get a certain number of steps, you do that a couple times and you're, you're well on your way. Speaking of steps, where, who do you think, which one of the three of us is winning the step game today? I don't know what you did all day, so it's hard to say. I, I know I'm behind a minute because I, I saw her. Amount. I saw her. I saw her watch. I feel like you're winning or you wouldn't ask. Uh, no, I was actually just curious, but I think as the listener, the listener should take a guess and then on our Instagram post after this, comment if they win or if they got it right or not. So... We'll get them all dialed up here. Okay. I think Amanda cheats. I think she moves her arms, like so she gets steps. Can you do that can you, with these things? Can you just cheat it with you like I think move so, your arms yeah. like a, a crazy person? I have no idea. Do I? I don't. I, I listen. One of the biggest things that my opposing coach like harped on me was needing to move my arms because I'm not someone who like naturally moves my arms when I walk. So you have to have a little sass, no a little swagger with that arm move when you're walking out and back. Wait, yes. Wait. Do you do do you compete in like physique sport? <laughs> Listen, you just keep going down on my list today. What is the deal? <laughs> do guys have to move their arms? Uh Yeah, the it, men's physique guys. They're always like Oh, that's true. Well they have to make like the X and then to the yeah, side. Yeah. But I can't th- I think I don't about think like they, bodybuilders yeah. don't walk out like with their arms straight down. Uh, but yeah. I don't know if it's I don't it, know if it's a judge thing. Like well, so it just and now we're on a completely different topic. But. Uh, people, are def- <laughs> people are people are definitely interested. A, a zillion people. Well, you, literally you, ten people looked up Chris Bumstead after last week. Probably. Um, and then immediately followed him on Instagram. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, so you have to think about like being on stage, right? Like the goal is to present your best physique. And so for guys, like you don't want to like look flabby, right? Obviously they're not, but like if they're not 
posed in a good way as they walk, right? If they're just kind of relaxed and shoulders are slumped forward, their muscles aren't going to be as. So yes, they walk with their chest proud, like they're not like rounding their shoulders. So the same thing is true with females when they walk in and walk off of stage. Like your goal is to not jiggle as you walk across the stage. So you're going to be more posed as you do that. Yeah, I, t I, th I see your point. I don't know. We're going to have to watch and see. I've never paid attention to in like people's hands. Uh, guys. Ladies, yeah. Because you can't not see it. Like when that, that part of how they move around on stage. Well, yeah, in terms of transitioning for other poses. But that's not what I what I was referring to. I know. I, I know what you're talking about. That's uh, what I mean. Is like basically coming from line out into the center. Right. It's like, or, or going back. Are off stage is like there's a very distinct arm swing that isn't present with men. I don't think. No, they don't swing their arms, but they are the opposite. The, purposefully. What about like the bikini salute? It's not just in bikini. That's yeah, all, all <laughs> divisions. <laughs> yeah, but in my it's mind. all e all. <laughs> so, anyways, where are you at with your steps? Where am I at with yeah. my steps? I am at 9,500. Yikes. I know. Super low today. Uh, 7,620. Yikes. We haven't gone for our evening walk. I'm at 12,783. Oh, my Ooh, goodness. Look at you. Did you walk here? Yeah. <laughs> that would be a far walk. I was, like, doing well, and then Kendall was like, oh, we should go for a walk. And then we just kept going. She, I was like, okay, thought, like, you know, that's probably, we'll probably head back now. And she's just trucking along. I mean, sometimes that 10 minute walk isn't enough. True. Sometimes you just get going. You're talking, you're having a yeah. good time. You're like, yeah, we'll keep walking. And then sometimes the wind is howling and you're like, all right, I'm, I'm all time. set. Let's go back. It's time. <laughs> Done. Mr. Summer can come and stay. All right. So I think we hit what we needed to hit. Uh, yes. Let's do. We'll do one more time around the horn. Parting words or one last tip. Since I'm, I feel like you have nineteen more tips, that you can easily <laughs> so give out so many tips. Uh, again, I think at the end of the day, it is about volume. So pay attention to foods that you can easily digest. Uh, foods that agree with you, whether that's protein, fat, or carbs, um, and use the ones that you can eat the most of. Again, in terms of your carbs, it's going to be specific fruits and veggies uh, so do your homework if you have questions reach out gladly share a list of fruits and veggies for you uh i'd say casein powder if we're talking about hacks last hack casein powder because you can make it into like a pudding, pudding. with berries i don't that <laughs> made me so uncomfortable howdy ma'am <laughs> pudding i want some pudding oh, chocolate pudding i just forgot all my letters <laughs> just one um, so yeah i'd say casein pudding because then that's a little trick and it like fills you up and you're like eh, I'm fine with not eating for a little bit what's better is if you put it in the freezer then it's like ice cream See another hack. She's the queen of the hacks. <laughs> it could be literally just you talking. Like we just aren't even here, and just you talking in the microphone. Like you could do just this, remember and then this, things. and then like, this. Oh, this, and this. Yeah. I think that maybe the biggest uh, mental win you can have in your mind is the understanding that this is not a permanent state. You are not supposed to be on a fat loss diet under any circumstances for longer than twelve weeks. 
Um, unless maybe you're a competitive physique athlete, and then obviously it can be longer, but that's, that's a totally different thing. Um, it's not forever. So sometimes we just have to keep that in our mind that yes, there's can be a little bit of temporary discomfort and we obviously want to help work you work around that. But sometimes we just need to make sure we understand, remember that you're not going to grind like this forever, that they're, they're, it's not meant to be permanent and you're going to have periods where this just isn't as big of a deal. Um, so keep that in mind. Yeah, this is all meant for health and moving you in the ultimate direction that you want to be in in terms of your uh, aesthetics. And so it may be difficult at different points, especially when you're at the tail end, um, but it will end and you will reap the rewards. That's it. Fago, Fago Red Pop Diet. Treat yourself. They're like a 69 cents at Kroger. They're giving it away. <laughs> Need some multivitamins or protein powder? Core Nutritionals. Code RYE at checkout. Rye? Save yourself some. Rye. Save yourself some. Yeah. Rye. Do they have a testosterone support thing? They do. What's it called? Uh, there's a couple different ones. There's one that's called Core Bolic. There's one that's called <laughs> Core Hard. <laughs> if you're trying to get... Wild on your cut. Check that stuff out too. It's under the anabolics tab on Core's website. Oh, and that's a good thing to think about. We might talk about making sure your test is where it needs to be at some point in the future. But you could just ensure it is if you get yourself some Core Hard Code Rye. Boom. Boom. That's it. What do you think about that? How long I, until we sample Core Hard? And see I'm going to order it tonight. I need to order about a ZMAs and stuff, so I'm, I'm ready. I'm due. Support your testosterone, gents. It's not going to support itself. I, I can't. We're done. <laughs> That's a real thing. That's a serious thing. Serious I, I, business. I understand. Do you want us to get more jacked or not? You are 19 years old, first of all. <laughs> Your testosterone is kicking. You're fine. <laughs> you do not need either of those things. Insurance policies, though, gents, think about it and save yourself a couple bucks. Code RIE. Core hard. That's it. See you next week. <laughs>